I'm glad, but... I'm glad this isn't part of the main podcast because talking about fantasies. Oh, oh <laughs> what kind of what kind of moron would like give any kind of shit about an English fantasy football podcast? I don't know. It's dreadful. God it's almighty! Like this, of all of all the things you could talk about. Yeah, should we move on? Uh, I'm going to download the paint drying podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the Long Sapper podcast. We've had 10 weeks of this NFL season already, hard as that is to believe. I'm Adam. I've got Rich, Mark and Pat all with me, all four of us together at last, which is nice. Hello, how are we? Good evening. Good to see, good to see you boys all here. Yeah, 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 all present and correct, I think, for the first time this year, which is which is good. Nice, even. Very it's nice. Very, it's very nice. Um, a traditional start would be to, obviously... No other business to get out of the way at this point. We'll go straight into the, the usual start of the podcast and the quiz. Um, Pat, you've got us a quiz this evening? Yes, and, and based on how well last time's quiz went, I've gone for a more traditional approach this time. So <laughs> it's going to be a series of NFL-based questions with a little bit of kind of external cryptic trivia thrown in. Um, you've you, been, you never uh, just do normal quizzes, do you, Pat? You've always got to go for that cryptic trivia. I always go the extra mile for you boys, you know that. I love it. Um, so, so, you're a good guy. You buzz in with your name, uh, as, as is traditional. Uh, you can interrupt the question, but if you're wrong, you're frozen out. Um, you only get one chance to answer each question, but there's no penalty point for it, so there's no risk of losing points. Um, the theme of this quiz is the final letter of the previous answer will be the first letter of the next answer, which will give you a big clue as to how it goes. Obviously, the first one doesn't give you a letter, so it's just a slightly simple one to start us off with. Name the active wide receiver with the second most receiving yards of all time. Mark. Mark. Larry Fitzgerald? Correct. Oh, balls. I thought he'd be first. So, obviously, <laughs> your next question starts with a D. The next answer starts with a D, and I'm not going to remind you every time. I'm going to have to remember. Um, Every, everyone here remembers the rules every time we do these quizzes, so it's yeah. not a problem. We, we don't have anyone that struggles with rules. <laughs> no, 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 they're all good. They're all, all good. right, let's go. Um, Seattle Seahawks running back, whose name sounds like a profession and a city. Mark. Mark. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. Tin or Mark? Question three. Name this refereeing gesture. Rich. Rich. Safety. That was a safety. The hands above the head praising the safety. Good job, Rich. I'd, yeah, I'd already forgotten that it started with an S. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding everyone. Yes, good. Uh, so, following safety, name the Carolina Panthers rookie de- defensive end picked up a number 38 in the 2020 draft. Rich. Rich. Yannick and Gokwe. Incorrect. Adam. 2020 oh. draft. Adam. Gross Matos. Yatur Gross Matos is correct. Adam's off the mark. My questions are falling on the floor. It's all going swimmingly. Question five. Name the Hall of Fame quarterback, three-time Super Bowl winner with the 49ers. Adam. Adam. Steve Young. Steve Young, yes. Question six. Who is the current offensive coordinator, formerly head coach of the Denver Broncos, current... Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. Oh, it's um. So what? The, the current offensive Mark. coordinator for the Bears. 
Gary Kubiak. Gary Kubiak is correct. Sorry, I botched reading that question. Not too much to kind of mark out of the point there. So, from Gary Kubiak, name the Detroit Lion running back who shares his name with Adam. the British. Yes. Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson is correct. Adam three, Mark three, Rich one. Question eight. What penalty is being signalled here? Standing with my hands on my hips for the listeners at home. Um, Rich. Rich. Neutral zone infraction. Neutral zone infraction gets him up to two points. Beautiful. Only what? the rules-based stuff that I know. <laughs> and only rules-based signals. And yeah, of course, yeah. Oh. Sorry. Nine. Named the second pick of the 2010 draft by the Detroit Lions. This defensive end is now at Tampa Bay. Adam. Yes. Dominican Sue. Dominican Sue is correct. Do you know what the final letter of his name is? Yes. Good. Are you going to help the others or not? I think I know. No, I don't. Absolutely don't. (laughs) Name the place kicker so good he's worth 123 of your 200 draft dollars. Adam. Adam. Harrison Butker. Harrison Butker. He's up to five (laughs) points. Five big points. Question 11. Place kicker or adolescent bovine? Who can say? Mark. Mark. Randy Bullock. Randy Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> question 12. That's a great question. <laughs> question 12. Name the Texans wide receiver who shares his name with an American slang term for headlights. Adam. Adam. Kiki Cootie. Kiki Cootie is correct. I didn't know it was headlights until I looked it up for the question. <laughs> what does this signal indicate? to stand up for that when you couldn't see the start. Rich. Rich. Ejection. Ejection, yes. I thought it was like F off or something. <laughs> Adam's on six. Mark's on four. Rich is on three. We're on question 14. What More current... referee questions, please. <laughs> <laughs> what current Raider and former Eagles wide receiver is most associated with Aston Villa? Adam. Adam. Nelson Gabrion Lahore. Aguilar. Yes. Question 15. Name the league's only current bespectacled place kicker. Adam. I think Adam was first. Rodrigo Blankenship. Blankenship is correct. Adam's on eight points. 16. Who is the excellently named Cardinals cornerback who intercepted Josh Allen this year? Mark was first. Patrick Peterson. Yes. Mark's on five. Question 17. Name the offensive coordinator of Green Bay, formerly Jacksonville Jaguars offensive coordinator, Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator, and then Syracuse offensive coordinator. Mark. Mark. Daniel Hackett. Daniel Hackett. Takes Mark up to six points. Question 19. This Seattle Seahawks linebacker sacked Goff this weekend, had an interception this season, and is never wrong. Adam. Adam. Sorry. Uh, I've KJ missed question Wright, now. I was going to say. But... You're, you're right, it's KJ Wright, but I missed that... the question now. Okay. That's my mistake. <laughs> Which Simpson is getting more work in Seattle than expected due to their injuries at running back? Which Simpson is getting more work than expected in Seattle due to their injuries at running back? What's his name? He was at the Ravens. I don't know why I'm helping anyone else. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Oh, oh. I don't know. I'll time it out. It's Travis Homer. Oh, oh no, that wasn't what I was thinking of. 
2021. Following Travis Homer, name the Tampa tight end, former wrestling phenom, and New England great. Madden. Mark Madden. Robert Gronkowski. Robert Gronkowski is correct. 22. One for Rich. Name this foul. Adam. It was Adam. Ineligible receiver downfield. Incorrect. Uh, My favourite named foul. That would uh, be illegal touching. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Turns out I really don't know my signal. <laughs> no. Well, they normally say it at the same time, so you don't pay attention, do you? Penultimate question of the quiz. Which tight end will have his feet up with a brew for the next few weeks as he heals a foot injury? Which tight end will have his feet up with a brew for the next few weeks as he heals a Rich. George Kittle. George (laughs) Kittle, yes. Finally, which quarterback is most commonly seen with two rings on his face? Adam. Adam. Eli Manning. Eli Manning takes Adam to victory he's done so many times before well twice 11 points to Adam 6 to Mark 4 to Rich well done Adam played everyone can I have some music no oh please fine that would be the nice thing to do (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. thank you I appreciate that that's alright I'm normally giving out the music it's nice to receive the music occasionally as... Well, I assume Pat's in charge. So, it took him a while to press the button, but eventually he got some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on routinely to... Well, we've got to do the Steve Reigns... I say we've got to do the Steve Reigns Anytime Touchdown Corner. Of course, we we will do the Steve Reigns Anytime Touchdown Corner. Um, it's about time we won some money. Although, we're making it harder for ourselves by picking <laughs> players to score two touchdowns each. <laughs> But they are players who've already scored multiple touchdowns in a game. Are they? Okay, possibly. I think so. I think that was the that was what Pat was pulling out of his stats magic. I, I was just pulling out people who've scored and are playing terrible defences this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Okay. Well, this is we're we're going to give you some obvious sounding names this week um, for the bet. Anyway, um, Pat, why don't we start with you? Oh, well, I've gone full-on macabre mode, having, we're on like an eight-match losing streak, so I've gone for Chase Claypool, who will pick apart the Jaguars' secondary, who lose people after about eight yards. (laughs) Okay, Rich? Uh, Well, the Vikings are playing Dallas, so I assume that Dalvin Cook will be the first running back over 300 yards in a game, uh, and at some point he's going to run over a goal line, even if it's by accident, so we'll go with him. Okay. Um, Mark, who have you got for us? Well, speaking of teams that have got CAC secondaries and um, have seemingly forgotten how to win games at the moment, I will go with, as, as much as it pains me to say it after last week, but I'll go with DeAndre Hopkins uh, to score two against the Seattle Seahawks. Well, what, what happened last week? We we'll, get about that. we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Um, well, I'm going to go with Mark Andrews, um, who's got a match-up against, against the Titans in a similar, similar way, funnily enough. <laughs> Uh, so we'll recap the six names um keenan allen for the Chargers against the jets um christian McCaffrey, christian mccaffrey <laughs> panthers against the lions dalvin cook for the vikings against the cowboys 
Hopkins for the Cards against the Hawks, Claypool for the Steelers against the Jags, and Mark Andrews for the Ravens against the Titans. There's our Steve Rains anytime touchdown corner bet for you this week. All four of us, all four of us, like giving our answers there. That was good. Yeah, um, all all four, six, four names um, yeah. for the for the bet. Right, week ten has happened in the NFL. So should we review it? I think we should. Uh, how many sentences should we should we do each? Approximately one. Approximately, well, one. We'll just Should do we one sentence one? each. What? Yeah. None of us do more than one sentence in this segment, do we? Never. No, that, that doesn't happen. All right. Uh, one sentence reviews, and we'll start with Indianapolis 34, Tennessee 17. The more things change, the more they stay the same. The Titans just can't ever seem to win at home to the Colts. Rubbish punting and a great display by Hines largely at fault this time around. Philadelphia 17, New York Giants 27. That was definitely another NFC East matchup. Jacksonville 20, Green Bay 24. The Jags have now found that nice balance of still tanking, but doing it in a fun way. (laughs) Washington 27, Detroit 30. The first Detroit home win in more than a year came via a last second field goal following a typical second half collapse. Houston 7, Cleveland 10. What did we learn from this? Perhaps only that Nick Chubb doesn't have Nick Chubb in fantasy. Tampa Bay 46, Carolina 23. Brady clicking with Evans, and Godwin, and Brate, and Bronk. Uh oh. <laughs> LA Chargers 21, Miami 29. Miami keep winning through some stellar defensive play and because of some significant help from the hapless Chargers special teams unit. Denver 12, Las Vegas 37. The Broncos were actually in this until late in the third quarter, but then Jacobs walked in for a touchdown and locked for his third pick of the game to a mean Raiders defence. Buffalo 30, Arizona 32. Meh. San Francisco 13, New Orleans 27. Saints win, (laughs) but at what cost? At what cost? Seattle 16, LA Rams 23. Rams win this battle of the upper mid table sides that won't make a deep playoff run. And finally, Cincinnati 10, Pittsburgh. No, not um, What am I? That's not finally. I've got three more games. <laughs> <until the> next <laughs> I was going to say, I've got another one here. I can understand why you forgot some of them, to be fair. <laughs> Cincinnati 10, Pittsburgh 36. Big Ben didn't get to practice once in the week in the build-up to this due to COVID restrictions, but he was still far too good for the toothless Bengals. And penultimately, Baltimore 17, New England 23. So as expected, this was an easy win for a Ravens team that loves to ground and pound in this kind of awful weather. Wait, wait, what? (laughs) And Minnesota 19, Chicago 13. The Vikings win on a Monday night football game that can be summed up in two words. Hot garbage. <laughs> the That's Bears bad. for the second primetime game failed to score an offensive touchdown, which is yeah. quite quite impressive. Yeah. Well, they're, they're everything you thought they were. A great defense and awful quarterbacks. I'm surely it's got to the point now where they've got to play Trubisky. Well, I mean, they basically only scored on special teams, right? Field goals and uh, punt return or kickoff return. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I mean, it was awful. It can't be any worse than Foles. I thought Foles was going to do all right there, but 
you, I still can't fathom why they've let certain other quarterbacks pass through their hands and they've chosen Foles is the man for them. It's, yeah. it's, it's insane. When Cam Newton was available, and I'm not saying Cam Newton would have set the world alight there, but he would have done a damn sight better than this, surely. It's not difficult to. There's... It's it's amazing what a Super Bowl ring can do for you, um, and I I th- I got I misjudged Foles. I think it's <laughs> it's easy to say now. I, I I thought it was a good move when the Jags brought him in. I actually I thought it was a good move for the Bears, given what Trubisky looked like. Okay, they've got someone decent in there and um, he just he's just not doing it he doesn't seem to he doesn't have any spark at all right now i was full of hope when the jags brought him in no expectation but hope <laughs> and the expectation maybe. was what was correct <laughs> yeah maybe that was that was fair um we d- yeah, I wasn't planning to talk about the Bears, really, but but there we there we go. <laughs> let's um, not then. Let's move on. Yeah, that's, let's, what, that's what we do, though, isn't it? We always talk about the teams that have been humped that week, and that are like, if you're four and five, you can guarantee you'll get ahead on the long snap podcast. <laughs> <laughs> let's not worry about these teams that are seven and three. Sod them. <laughs> you're shit. We'll talk uh, about you. Everyone's talking about them. Yeah, it's true. Well, the, yeah, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about the three and seven Panthers. <laughs> It would be so long, Sapper, not to even bring up the Kyler Murray Hail Mary. And I think we shouldn't do that. That would be a, that would be a good thing to do. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I really want to, I really want to not talk about it. But good, let's not then. I, I want to see you talk about it. <laughs> it's the first time anyone's ever said they want to see Mark talk. This is really. <laughs> It, this was this was such a good game. When I, it's one of those, I love it. I love it when the Titans aren't playing on a Sunday, and you could just you can just enjoy seven hours of commercial-free football. But and it was by that point, it was mostly this game. It was fantastic. The most frustrating thing about this game for me that was that while you lot were on Twitter, on not Twitter, WhatsApp raving about how great this game was and how it's it was on a knife edge i was watching the 49ers just slog their guts out trying to get back into a game that they were never going to get into and never going to win just you know that that small slither of hope that was keeping me staying up till one in the morning watching that and then you lot are like oh my god it's such an incredible finish and i'm like what something's happened (laughs) oh let's talk about the 49ers more let's do that no let's not (laughs) you did your best But it, it's you take that you take that play away, and that's a fantastic win on the road road for the Bills. And it's such small margins in the NFL. And you know it, it was the Cardinals came back into the game. The Bills had it. What were they twenty three nine up or something at one point? The Cards came back, and as as is our way at the moment, we for for some reason we stop playing in the third quarter. Our points differential at the minute is we're plus 52 in the first half in all games across the season. We're plus something like, I think, five points in the fourth quarter. We're minus 46 in the third quarter this season. And for like, I, I don't know whether teams are adjusting. And this is definitely what happened in the in the Arizona game. They took away our deep ball threat and it meant that we were having to find stuff like we they basically took away the throw. We were having to run the ball and we can't run the ball. Our coach has even said it's now like a significant issue, our running game. Um, and 
the momentum swung massively. We should never have allowed the game like that to come down to where they can win it with one play. And for, for how we played in the first half, we were equally as bad in the third quarter. We managed to find a way with a brilliant play and a fantastic catch by Stefan Diggs to get us the lead again in a, in a half where we didn't deserve to be you know, winning the game. There that, were some that ridiculous drive. throws in this, in this game, just generally just some incredible play. That, that drive, Mark, I'd love to sit here and mock you. And I said in, I said in sort of in, in jest, well, it clearly was in jest at the time, oh, the, the Bills have scored too early when there are 30 seconds left. <laughs> yeah. um, and it was, it was a second down and short, I think, with, from about the sort of 20, 25, that throw to Diggs. But you've, you've got to take those chances. You're not going to drop a ball in the end zone or not make that throw. But that, that drive in general, there was a com- completion to Beasley. They had no... Oh, the one where he like because that guy's five foot seven. He jumped to about seven foot to catch that ball. It was amazing. Mm. But Josh Allen, you know, for when you're on the ropes, it was you felt brilliant. Yeah, this is this is this is it. That how you have the ability to just switch momentum, and it you feel that yeah, Murray's making it all happen for the Cardinals. They're coming back, but I just had this sense that the Bills were going to win because of because of Josh Allen. I can't believe I'm saying this, and it's not, <laughs> none of this is his fault that the the ending happened like it did. It's just no. it's a one in a hundred ridiculous play. Yeah. Um, in but... in ninety five percent of games, that drive wins it for them What's and he comes home a hero like it's it's an insanely good drive you've got 30 seconds left chances are that's it game over you've won the opposition sort of throw a few bombs downfield lob a hell mary up and your defense bats it down i mean d hop is insane that he guy is. there was but there he, was a it should be possible for him to be able to do that it's you've got like three you defenders never... around him all you've should, got yeah. to do is somebody's got to get fingertips on it and it goes incomplete. Well, the problem is someone like someone did the maths of him versus the three defensive backs that were around him. And he had like, like four or five inches in height on all of them and a vertical reach of about like eight inches on all the defensive backs. And it's just, oh God, it's just, I can't, I can't bear it. <laughs> there's, I, there's a clip. So, I, I shouted so loudly in my house at like quarter to one in the morning <laughs> when he caught that touchdown. And, like the, the the feeling of because you you sit there and you watch it and you think oh this is this is a hail mary it's going to get bad down and then then he catches it and for the few moments you, you're there thinking oh he must have dropped it it's fine and you can feel the blood running from your body as you're or like you ex- or you expect a flag for a flag oh if you thought it you must have pushed off or something yeah, and, yeah. something or something like that that must have hit the ground i was sat there for a good 10 minutes going well it's fine they're going to review it in a minute and it will have hit the ground and I still look at it now thinking, well, he must, he's dropped it somewhere. And oh, my God, it was just to co- to come out of that game going into the bye uh, eight and two would have been like you, you're pretty much in the playoffs at that point. But now it's all of a sudden it's seven and three. You've got other teams in the AFC East that are consistently winning games as well. And you're going into the bye with that feeling in there, in your in your gut, rather than that. Yeah, we're eight and two. We just took down the Cardinals. It's oh man, it was sickening. It was heartbreaking. I got a question for you. Are you worried about the Dolphins? Um, because they beat I, the Cardinals. 
they did. I, 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 you can't. You clearly, you clearly can't ignore them. Sorry. We didn't. We didn't beat the Cardinals. Yeah, that's right. But I uh, want to just revisit something else here. Um, for all the noise you made celebrating the Diggs touchdown in your house, yeah. um, uh, but would I be right in saying that you, you probably copped it in the morning for waking the kids up or whatever, and you didn't what? get the win. Yeah, like one or the other, you could take. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't mind. I wouldn't care if it was like you know I can't help it. But then like I afterwards, I just like I turned my TV off and threw the remote in disgust, and then just trudged upstairs. And my missus was like awake because of my shouting. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say, well, at least we won the bloody game. Oh, it was God. One of my favourite things that uh, Jack talks about about Steve Rains is the. The Miami Miracle game with uh, where Gronk couldn't tackle. I've forgotten who it was for Miami. It doesn't matter. And the, the ridiculous kickoff with the laterals and stuff. Um, and um, he was like, I couldn't get hold of Steve for two days. And like, we, were, we were worried about him. It transpired he broke his phone in a rage <laughs> on that particular play. <laughs> um, so, look, to answer your question about the Dolphins, yeah, frankly, you can't ignore them. I don't think they are offensively playing amazingly but their schedule is is helpful it's like broncos jets bengals um chiefs hard one obviously but patriots and raiders it might well come down to whoever wins to who wins the division is that final game january the third at buffalo final game of the season to decide who takes it it could easily come down to that well the the other thing is they you, you i agree with you that they're their offensive play is not stellar, although Tua's obviously only two games in, so you don't know whether he'll progress quickly or stall or what. Like he, anything could happen there. The thing for me is they're like a more competent Bears right now, where that that defense is really, really genuinely good. quite scary, and the offense is competent. It can put yeah, points but... on the board if they can put up. 27 30 points a game not even that maybe some games like 24 will win it for them yeah they they seem to be really well coached as well i got a really good impression from yeah flores and perhaps i don't i don't want to talk about the bears anymore i'm not going to yeah let's, this is about the dolphins it's the um, fact that they can they can have you know in they can have a running back come in and run pick up 85 yards and look fantastic in his first competitive start and he looked he looked great do you know where he um, came from where did he come from he was a 49ers udfa pickup that they nabbed off our practice squad and i was like damn it he's like pick- what, what, one of those players where it's like oh the yeah, 49ers we know let doing. a practice squad running back get away i know <laughs> 77 a season <laughs> Well, you already had Jermichael Hasty, and he was the higher priority running back, I think, out of the two of them. So, yeah. I, was, I, I picked him up. He looked shite. <laughs> that was injured this week, Jermichael Hasty, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got another injury. In fact, yeah. I think we've got two. There's a meme somewhere of the 49ers running back injury practice squad merry-go-round, and they'll, they'll, they'll come back at recycling eventually. Um, it'll yeah, come back. Oh, yeah. If if we if we have all of the running backs that we have injured and available now all on the on the like on the what was it ninety three man roster at the start of the season we'll have like seven running backs it's something most, ridiculous most of the most of the ninety three will be running backs <laughs> yeah exactly it looked like Jack's uh, fantasy team only with running backs in place of quarterbacks. <laughs> 
So let's yeah, talk, I, well, let's I, not talk about fantasy, blimey. What, what do you Jesus think this Christ. is? So um, yeah, um, I, think, I, I think the dolphins. The dolphins are definitely for real. They're they're a good side. Tua is doing enough. Um, <laughs> Tua is doing Which enough. Is distracting. The, you know, again, like the refereeing signals. Great, great <laughs> podcast. Um, I don't even know what the word is. But Rich has held up a picture of the 49ers logo with the disabled um, fonts instead of 49ers. Yeah. I probably needn't have shared that. Uh, Pat, tell us, the AFC East, um, a Buffalo still winning it, um, but how's it gonna, how are they all going to rank and what sort of records are they going to have? I, I think Buffalo will, will, will win it. I think the um, the game they lost was a game that, a really good game between two really good sides. So, yes, you have the disappointment of losing it in a last-minute game, but you lost in the last-minute play to a really good side in a really good game in which you acquitted yourselves really admirably. And I kind of I compare that game to the LA Rams-Seattle game, which was a close game between two fairly mediocre sides where both of them will probably come out of it fairly disappointed. So, you know, I'd, I'd rather be the Bills in that loss than the Rams in that win in terms of like the overall season progression. Although obviously I'd rather be either of them than the dumpster fire at Jacksonville. That's a side note. <laughs> well, okay, let's let's segue into that. Um, the Jags keep, I say keep, had a few games like that this year where they've come up on the wrong end of it. Well, every game other than the Colts game in week one, but um, playing teams work, playing teams hard. You know that that was not over till right at the end, and the Packers were struggling to to force the win. Um, I think the, the def- your defense is sort of turning up. It's very up and down, and it was mostly up in this one, with the exception of deep falls to Valdez Scantling punishing us for a million yards. But we kept their run game fairly quiet. Devontae Adams didn't have a massive game. He was good as he always is but he wasn't like devastating as he has been in some weeks recently but you know when the offense is as weak as it was you don't need that much on your own offense to 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 beat that and uh, the final drive was the quarterback in his second game and an o-line getting dominated and uh, yeah it, it had no real threat of getting the four points we needed but that's fine because we didn't really technically need them in the grander scheme of things just in the single game scheme of things you know that's the thing with the pats now isn't it it must be uh, the pats sorry that's that was wow. an awful sleep i know sorry about that pat it's because i was looking at your name it's my mum's fault pat's, yeah. pat's team <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about pat's team <laughs> wow well, saved it do you, yeah, you want to definitely you, save that yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. do you want to do you want to win games now or would you rather now lose games playing fun like rich suggested and get a better draft pick like, I know that what's best for the Jaguars is the, for them to lose fun games. So, not on a Sunday during game time, I can be happy about that. During the game, you want to stop the opposition every drive and uh, score points every drive and trounce everyone because that's what being a sports fan's about. You don't think about the long term. You just think about what do I want to see now on the pitch? Now yeah. on the pitch, what I want to see is James Robinson running over seven people and going 70 yards for a touchdown, please. That'd be beautiful. I so can... It must be nice to almost watch it, enjoy it to a point, because you're competitive against good teams, albeit lose. But then at least when you've got the defeat afterwards, you think, oh, well, at least then, you know, that helps us towards a better draft pick again. Yeah, and we, we had a series... times with the Bills, so I know what it's like. We had a series of losses that were like, 
soul-destroying absolute pish where it was just there was nothing and we looked dreadful. And the last three games have been like entertaining one-score games where we haven't disgraced ourselves. And that's as much as you can ask and probably the best thing for the franchise for the long term. The thing that I always found with the... Sorry, Pat. The thing that I always found with the Niners losing seasons were I didn't mind as long as I could see the spark of something where it's like, that guy's guy's really good. Hopefully we can build some stuff around him. That guy's pretty good. Hopefully we'll keep him around for a little bit longer. Like, you want to see social and players like that where you're you're seeing some potential there and you think, well, good draft picks next year puts us in a position to then flip things and go from, what, 2 and 14 to maybe 10 and 6? Yeah. I, I think of, as a, well, a Titans experience of this, the 2015 season, uh, it was Mariota's first season, and there was a, it would, yeah, the Titans were largely a terrible football team, but Mariota came in, with a bit of a spark, won the first game of the year against the Bucks, and it was not much to cheer about. Uh, but there was a game, funnily enough, against the Jags late in, I think, December sometime, it must have been, where you know, there's talk of you know, the race for the number one pick, which at that time would have been to draft Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. Or and, Blake Balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, no. uh, was that that? Yeah. Um, anyway, he, he, there was, I think, yeah, it might have been against Balls in that game, actually. I've, struggling to get my years right but um, it became a shootout and there was a part of me that was like, okay the titans need to lose to, to not to secure the number one pick and all that trade capital that it ended up being and mariota had this sort of you know coming of age sort of game it was a an 80 yard touchdown run and he, all, all sorts of stuff going on and we won that game and remember just celebrating like mad and it's like no logically i shouldn't be celebrating but you, <laughs> you as a fan you you, you can't want not. to see your team win. You'd, yeah. And the players will be the same. The coaching Definitely. staff, for the most part, will be the same. And we forget that sometimes. Yeah. The, the worst thing for me is always you don't want to be the Lions. You don't want to be that team that's always around that kind of middling between seven and nine and nine and seven, where every season you, you don't really get better. You don't get worse. But you, you can't just build nothing. anything from that. Yeah, you're just sort of... You're just nah. a team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally agree. And then Jason Garrett's your head coach for ten years. You know that that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Another we touched on it in the one sentence reviews. New Orleans Saints. Um. A win for them against the Forty Niners. I'm not. This isn't about the Forty Niners, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. At what cost? Um. Drew Brees could be missing some significant time. They don't have Teddy as a backup. Obviously, they don't have Taysom Hill as a backup, and that would be ridiculous. Uh, they have famous Jameis, who's going to do, going to get a bit of playing time. So apparently, Brees went into this with already having two or three broken ribs. So he was playing with one of those flak jacket things in the hope that he'd be able to just get through it and get through the pain. Um, the sack that took him out of the game was not a foul it was it was it was called um it was called rough in the passer but the um our defensive end basically fell just to the side of him and the referees did nothing and he got up and then breeze got up sort of staggering around and looking very pained and they threw a flag yeah which I, is did, just I did a typical... think that 
typical day of oh shit. One one of our top end big name quarterbacks is injured. We better throw a flag on this play. Absolutely. Um, which is bullshit. But this having said those, that, this is one of those situations where the consequences led to the penalty rather than the actual exactly. foul itself. Yeah. Having that's said why that, people like Carl Uzcheck fake in, fake injuries. <laughs> right. Miles Jack flops on the floor. And, oh, that was you know, nonsense like this. That's that's you don't actually get that much of it in the NFL. No, um, but there's. I don't know whether it's me because I'm. I've spent a number of years as a fan now, and I'm picking up on it more. But it feels like there's more of it in the last couple of years than there has been previously. Maybe. Anyway, we shouldn't Maybe. go down the flopping route because, firstly, it's a dive, not a flop. Um, okay. And secondly, uh, my point was going to be I feel bad for Breeze because apparently he came out with it with more fractured ribs and a collapsed lung, uh, which doesn't sound particularly fun. Um, <laughs> but but they reckon he's back in like three or four weeks anyway, so it can't be it can't be long term serious. Um, what I do think is interesting is seeing whether Jameis given a very serviceable offense and the ability to see again uh, can actually make something of it. I, w- I watched Jameis. I watched a bit of this game and he, ca- he came in and he's somebody, uh, yeah, he's always been, he's always been able to win a game. He's always been able mm-hmm. to lose a game. Um, he c- he'll throw a boneheaded interception, but he'll throw the most ridiculous bomb you'll ever see. But you sort of watch him and you think he doesn't like, he's still, only looking at his first first or second read. Like there was a play I saw, yeah. Um someone's wide open for a screen as a check down and he's not even looking for it. And you sort of think you've got to have learned something. Um, he should have thrown did he throw an interception? I can't remember whether he threw one no, in the end. No he didn't. But he, he should have done. He threw one directly at Jimmy Ward who went and dropped it. We which um, made me angry. The thing is, we, we've spent most of this season so far, or at least portions of the season so far, saying how bad Drew Brees is looking. We spent almost an entire podcast before the season started talking about how having Jameis Winston as your backup was an absolute masterstroke by the Saints because he's, you know, he's far too good to be in a quarterback role. I'd give him a shot. I can't think of who who said it. it must have been one of you four guys. Um, well, it wouldn't I have been anyone else. I can't think of anyone else. And and so and and yet and, and I've seen it in so many places. Now we're talking like now it's got to the point whereby Breeze is out and Winston's in, and it's and it's a disaster for the Saints. I don't think it's necessarily the case. Breeze hasn't been stellar this year. Jameis, we know, can be. He's you know he can be ridiculous, but he also can be fantastic. And he's still got Alvin Kamara. He's I think he's got every chance to do okay. I don't think he'll be brilliant. Um, but I don't think this is this is necessarily a massive disaster for New Orleans. It's a seven and two Saints. Even yeah. if he had to be in until they until the end of the season, I'd still expect them to to get you know at least a wild card and make the playoffs. Just yeah. don't don't rush him back. That's that's what no. I, they shouldn't need to. Don't, no, they shouldn't need yeah. to. Yeah, okay. sh- absolutely. Just you know. Teddy Bridgewater went 4-0 when he deputised for Drew Brees last year. I think there's a good, solid argument that James Winston is a better quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. He's at least so, as good. Yeah, he's he's got he's got all his weapons. Alvin Kamara is playing better this season than he did last season. The Saints should be fine. Yeah, and from your backup's point of view, there can't be many better places to come in than New England compared to, like, you know, coming in at Chicago or whatever. It's like you've got weapons you've got a decent o-line you've got everything you need to succeed and show you've got what it takes i assume you meant new orleans there 
He's still, re- still reeling I, I from when that. I called him. Still reeling from when I called them the Pats. And <laughs> We're just determined <laughs> to refer to the Pats on this podcast, <laughs> Let's even stop. though they're fucking irrelevant now, which is great. Okay, we've we've got quite a few six and three teams in the NFL right now. Of varying most of them in the NFC West. Um, quite a few in the AFC as well. We mentioned the Dolphins. Um, I'll come on to the Raiders in a minute. Um, but the the Titans have slipped to six and three from, from five and zero. Oh. Um, a very similar path to the Seahawks, who I think I'm right in saying are also six and three. You mentioned the NFC West, Rich. They, they, they um, I, there are lots of parallels to me with these two teams who've got both at the moment or both at the start of the year a pretty good high-flying offense um, and a defense that isn't quite right. Now, a similar thing I think has happened in that you can kind of... There are only so many games that you can win 35-32 before it becomes a problem. Now, um, we saw this with the Seahawks against the Rams. Now, Russell Wilson threw an interception that you'd never expect to see him throw. um, And this is more of a, a wider conversation, really. I'm interested to see what see what you guys think. Um, does can an offense be hurt by its defense? Insofar as uh, partly, a, part, sometimes a time of possession thing. If a defense defense gets since so long on the field, can't stop can't stop the opposition. Um, the Titans against the Colts are seeing this. You know, they're okay for some reason deciding to try and stop the deep ball and you do that by giving smaller plays and Phil Rivers is just picking off five six yard passes all day but it means he'll he'll come up with seven eight minute drives um that means your defense is knackered and your offense comes back onto the field out of rhythm and constantly playing catch up constant pressure to to score every single drive um similar thing with Seattle and even Russell Wilson as good as he is um it's not going to work every single time well, yeah, there is that thing of um, the, the scoreboard pressure of knowing that you you probably have to put up seven, you at least have to put up three. You can't just rely on, well, if we have to punt on this one, we'll, our defense will get it back. We'll get decent field position we can carry on. Uh, the Seahawks for me is a bit of a weird one because they were brilliant until probably only the last couple of weeks where they've just been inexplicably awful um i just wish i knew some seahawks fans to rub it in their face because obviously we've had a terrible season and i would very much enjoy that <laughs> um why don't you know more seahawks fans you should because <laughs> they're I think, awful i think people. it would help your just general they're terrible, well-being. They're terrible people in general aren't they <laughs> yeah you don't want to know them yeah usually usually but, bald but in all seriousness i do think for both of these teams, it's probably more of a blip and they will have games that they can win. They'll have games where they can right the ship. And I can't see either of them dropping out the playoff race anytime soon. The Seahawks are a funny one, aren't they? Because we've been saying for a little while that like, offensively they looked they looked fantastic, but that D just couldn't stop anyone. Even when they were winning games, they were winning them by a score and they were the wasn't helping them out at all um and it was it was only going to be a matter of time that the offense isn't going to put up 40 points every game um so yeah well, I, I, the, I, season, I, the harder that can get as well as as conditions get worse yeah the yeah. D- defenses and, get 
defenses with, get stronger. But with that's Seattle as well, one. you're in you're in a situation now where, as as you said, with with weather getting crapper, especially in Seattle, where it you know it traditionally rains all the damn time, the passing game's going to be harder, and they've got no running game to speak of at the moment. Not because they're bad at it, just because they're all injured. That was the thing that I think is the weirdest thing for this game for me is that they're playing the Rams. They're in LA. It's warm weather, and they put up 16 points. You'd have expected if if this game was going to go to the Rams that the Rams were going to have to put up 38, 45 points to win it. Yeah, it's when you're complete entirely reliant on Russell Wilson to play brilliantly every game, um, you're going to get to a point whereby he's got to throw a bad a couple of bad interceptions. It yeah. It's a lot on his shoulders. Even he's infallible, though. I mean, he's he's not infallible. He's gonna like he's gonna have moments where fallible might have been the word you were looking for. He's gonna be fallible (laughs) at times. He's no Josh Allen. In infallible. (laughs) Wait, inflammable means flammable. (laughs) What a cunt. (laughs) All right. Um, the Raiders I mentioned are six and three as well. Mm. Um, they they deserve a bit more love than they're probably getting. Yeah, no one's talking about the Raiders. I, I heard a great us, except for us right now. But you know, in general, <laughs> no one's talking about them. No, we should move on to four and five teams. Yeah, we? let's let's carry on. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about those. Let's talk about those. Oh, the Broncos. Else, let's talk. Oh, they, yeah, they, they got beaten by. <laughs> That's too big to us, though. I can't believe we haven't spent more time on the NFC East. You know, that's that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, but who wants to hear about the NFC East? They they no, they no. get the small amount of coverage that they deserve in the media generally. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the the Raiders, I think the thing about the Raiders that's impressive for me is that um, Gruden was given a ten year contract, and everyone laughed about it at the time. And I probably was one of those people that sort of sniggered a bit were. and went, "That's going to that's going to end." Definitely were. Yeah. Um, and and the fact that Gruden has just gone about it the way he wants to go about it. He's decided this is the way we're going to build a winning team. This is the way we want to be. And I don't know whether it was just the Broncos being bad, but I don't think, I mean, you look at Drew Locke's previous three games and he played well in all of them. The Raiders just, I'm not they're, buying they're that, by the dangerous way. on defense. I mean, I'm not saying that Drew Locke is brilliant by any means. What I'm saying he, is he's, he's, he's definitely he's fine. He's fine. He's an okay quarterback. But that Raiders defense just looks so good, like scary good. They, they got what four lock. picks in the turnover. <laughs> Three. Stop, stop, I can't believe stop, we haven't seen that, that opportunity in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken it. till week ten. I'm disappointed in us. There's a reason we haven't. <laughs> yeah, we just didn't think of it. Yeah, it's never. <laughs> Pat, sorry, you were I butted in. That's fine. No, I was going to say, I heard a quote from a Broncos fan who was saying, I don't know if this Raiders team are like a rock hard six and three or a soft six and three, but they're six and three and six and three is six and three. It's like, well, that, that, that explains a lot. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it asks the question that Mark says, which is like, is it based on a fairly easy first half schedule? Is it genuinely like high level? Well, they've beaten the Chiefs in Arrowhead. They're, they're, they're a solid side, and they're a solid side in each department, aren't they? So they've got a decent running game, as they, as they showed in the last game. They've got pretty good receivers. Derek Carr, I think, is underrated um, because he does his stuff not particularly flashily and he's solid and reliable, and that's 
kind of what you want for that. that sort of team. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to do much in this game, did he? No. No. He's he's a pocket passer at a time when pocket passes are very unfashionable because everyone's raving about, you know, the the Kyler Murrays and the the you know, all of those guys that can sort of extend plays with their legs. He's not that guy. But he is good he for what they want to do. Thing. Yeah, but he's not a big he's not a big scrambler. Like you don't expect that to be a massive part of his game. But I think I think I mean if if the NFL does go ahead with the potential for eight teams from each conference to go into the playoffs, I could I can't see the Raiders not making it unless they absolutely fall off a cliff. They're fifth seed at the moment, so they'd be right. They'd, yeah, so I think they'd be fine. <laughs> they're definitely they're up there with they're definitely they're in that mix with the teams that have got really good serviceable defenses and a quarterback that won't lose you many games. Um, and that's probably all they need to make the playoffs, to be honest. The only really big, scary team they've got left in their schedule is the Chiefs. They've got the Falcons, the Jets, the Colts, who will be trickier, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. So there's there's two or three teams there that will be hard games, but still teams that they can beat, and everyone else is very beatable. Yeah. The AFC playoff picture's gone a bit bizarre. I think the, if the Dolphins have taken people by surprise... Um, I love the Raiders that, have. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a... as things as things stand, it would be Buffalo Dolphin, uh, Buffalo versus the Dolphins in the first round in the World Cup. As game. things stand, Amazing. the Titans are out of it, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be a shame, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Is that because the Colts are the top in your division at the moment? They they are on a tiebreaker. The tiebreaker being they beat us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that might be a problem. Uh, um, out yeah, of there's it, a but... return game coming up next week. Out of it, but are they in it on the eight teams if that gets agreed? I don't I care. I think you're on that cusp. I hope, I hope that, that can get in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Things that Adam hates change. That's it. That's the list. If you know, if we get the seven, if we got the seventh spot, I'd have mixed feelings about it. You'd <laughs> still be angry. I You'd think, be rooting so. against yourself in the wildcard round. We could win the Super Bowl from finishing seventh in the AFC, and it would have an asterisk for me. <laughs> I'd, you, you'd cope with it, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Just be really happy for Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. <laughs> Andy <Reed. laughs> God, I don't even know what I'm saying. Don't be happy for him. I'm <laughs> sort of happy for Andy Dalton. He's oh, out I'm of uh... Rick. What, there's going to be a lot of things happen that are quite strange for Andy Dalton to win a Super Bowl this year. But let's get I've behind got, it because I've got my one sentence previews up on the screen, and I glanced at it and read his name rather than Andy Reid. <laughs> oh, oh well, maybe it's time to go there. Into, uh, into <laughs> we talked enough nonsense. We, we probably have. Yeah, so it's week eleven. So shall we preview some games? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Get on with it. One <laughs> sentence previews for week eleven. Arizona at Seattle. Some places still have Seattle's favourites in this one. I can only assume they haven't watched any football in the last month. Tennessee at Baltimore. Two of the league's best rushing attacks do battle to avoid back-to-back defeats. Cincinnati at Washington. Fun fact. Three out of the Bengals' last 11 games against NFC East teams have been ties, including the last time they played Washington, which was at Wembley. Atlanta at New Orleans. 
No Drew Brees for a few weeks while he reinflates his lungs, but the Falcons' D is terrible, so expect Jameis to throw seven interceptions and 12 touchdowns in this one. At least he won't have to squint at the scoreboard. That's up two or three sentences. We've never done that before. Never. The discipline's going. Yeah, I'm really sorry. I've broken Such the rules. Such a tight shit normally. Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. I just can't see any way that the Jaguars score enough points to trouble the Steelers. Away win. I can. <laughs> New England at Houston. Four and fly. Four, four and fly? Four and five plays two and seven in the first time Cam Newton has ever faced Deshaun Watson. Philadelphia at Cleveland. It seems bizarre that both these teams are in the playoff hunt. Cleveland should get the win, but the Eagles will probably still top the NFC East. <laughs> they definitely won't top the NFC West. <laughs> Detroit at Carolina. Despite being fairly shit, the Lions are still in the wildcard hunt in the NFC. This is must-win for them to stand any chance for shots at the postseason. New York Jets at LA Chargers. I'm picking the Chargers in Survivor, even though they're two and seven. Miami at Denver. Drew, four interceptions locked versus this Miami defense. Only one winner here and it ain't the Broncos. Dallas at Minnesota. Dallas come off a bye week and get Andy Dalton back, but that may not be enough against the Vikings team who are now on a roll and could put themselves into a wildcard spot over the next few weeks. Green Bay at Indianapolis. An intriguing matchup this one. I expect Green Bay to take it, but not by much. Kansas City at Las Vegas. Vegas are six and three, baby, and have the chance to sweep the eight and one Chiefs in comfortably the game of the week. And finally, LA Rams at Tampa Bay. Tampa should have enough to take down the Rams, which means they probably won't. But the Rams made the Seahawks look back and come back, come into this one on a high, which means they're due a loss. By the way, there'll be points galore. <laughs> that almost made sense. <laughs> Shambolic one sentence preview to finish the set. <laughs> Shambolic one sentence previews. <laughs> um, oh, good. Lovely yeah. stuff. I'm um, looking forward to seeing Andy Reid starting again for the for the uh, Cowboys. <laughs> well, wouldn't that Great. be some sight? Him dropping back and passing. Oh, <laughs> and he won't click to it. No, no, get, we've seen the seventh season. Drop. We've seen that all season. It's just at the Steelers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fat Joe yeah. <laughs> I've been enjoying watching Big Ben. It's, yeah. just, it's just like he doesn't really move anymore, but somehow still manages to shrug off massive defensive ends. Yeah. There was a high snap this week which forced him to uh, scramble. On <laughs> him. And it was basically like a two step stumble forward and then a throw away. But it was he injured his knee the week before and it's made him even less mobile, I think. <laughs> if that's possible. He's actually almost more dangerous. I've seen. He did very similar things to the Titans that Philip Rivers did for the Colts. And sometimes the older they get, the more dangerous they can become. Like you take even a hint of legs away from these quarterbacks. It's just they've got one thing they can do and they're actually good at it. Even even Philip Rivers. Um, I say even Philip Rivers. We all quite like Philip Rivers on this podcast. So I don't know why I said that. Um, Right. any, Any other business? Um, yeah, we got here already. Rich. Okay, so I have a fairly quick one, but uh, I had adverts pointed at me today by 
Gmail, which is owned by Google, obviously, offering me a Google uh, Google Pixel 4a. Now, you know, you think standard Google nonsense adverts, but I have recently purchased a Google Pixel 5 through the Google Store, which I've then attached to all of my Google account accounts, including my Gmail, and therefore you'd think that they've they should be aware of the fact that I've just bought a brand new Google phone and don't bother advertising me a new one that's not as good. <laughs> have you been it's talking like about they don't know, they don't know what they're talking about, huh? Have you been talking about it though? That's why it's coming up, isn't it? <laughs> Reattaching words you've been saying. I don't think it's even that smart. I think it's just that they've gone, oh, let's target everyone who's bought stuff from Google in the past with these ads. Probably. How does this work? So I was, uh, Mrs. F was talking about a new microwave recently. Fascinating stuff as this, this is. Um, she, and she said, oh, I found this one, 60 pounds, something or other. I, f I forget the details. They don't matter. Um, and then about half an hour after that conversation, scrolling through something i saw a 60 pound microwave come up is on this... my device because you're because your device is you listening to you talking about it do you have instagram or facebook apps installed on your phone probably well yes do you have yes. access to your microphone uh the microphone on the device because most people just say yes to those permissions yeah without really thinking about it yeah if your phone is listening to you at all times adam because yep. you, if you say if you say yes to Siri or something like that, it has to be awake in order for it to hear your commands, and all it's doing is listening for those key phrases and then attaching advertising to it. And in it the, listens to this in podcast. The terms, the terms and conditions that you sign off on without looking at it says they can do this. Yes. So welcome like, to that world. Just because we've now had this conversation, my phone is now probably going to start giving me like microwave I adverts. I look forward to the microphone, uh, microphone, <laughs> microphone and microwave ads. Yeah, they're all coming. Up. Having said both of them, you're going to get loads yeah. of ads for tinfoil hats. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is the thing. We wouldn't we wouldn't want to go into conspiracy theories because we're just not that kind of podcast. We don't really talk about stuff like that at all. Um, but yeah, there is a bit of that with with Facebook and Instagram in particular. They do and have been caught monitoring audio on devices where they have access to the microphone. But the th here's the thing about it, right? I don't care if my phone's listening to me, and you know, so what? Because if at the end of the day it means that I get an advert that's slightly tailored to something that I might be potentially looking for, is that such a bad thing? I'm I'm with you, Mark. I just I'm sometimes baffled by it. I just want to know how. Like, my my life is too boring for me to give a shit about someone spying exactly. on my life. I'm, I'm not plotting a terrorist attack. So you know, at the end of the day, if you know, if the police are listening to this conversation right now, then just download <laughs> the podcast. Don't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't edit it at all. You no, are getting this the really is it. <laughs> but that's this my is point. as good as it gets. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning down it, to my phone. If these big companies that everyone's getting up in arms about were really that smart, I wouldn't be getting adverts for a Google 4A when I've just bought a Pixel 5 because Google know all of that information about me. They just can't even fucking put it together internally. Yeah, it's as smart as the Amazon. You bought this, you might like this stuff. Yeah, you bought a kettle, please have another kettle. You bought the complete works of Shakespeare, you might like another book. Here's Katie Price's autobiography. <laughs> not, not, not. Feels like a personal story there, Pat. Uh, the, the the names and dates have been changed to obscure the innocent, but you know it's the same sort of difference. Um, Pat, what's your any other business? 
I normally like to keep it light and uh, entertaining. I can't do that this week. I need to talk about transphobia, which, uh, you know, it's a big topic. Um, a Twitter acquaintance retweeted some company talking about we're rolling out uh, trans and non-binary awareness training to help our staff um, understand and support this community. And this uh, acquaintance of mine retweeted it saying, I had no idea we'd run out of problems. That's great news. And I normally just kind of let that stuff slide past, but I thought, no, I'm going to be a decent person. I'm going to reply to this guy and say, listen, they have real problems every day, all the time. So don't belittle those problems when someone tried to do something about it because they deserve better from the rest of society. You have it easier. And he replied with, I'll be understanding. That's where it starts and that's where it ends. And it's like, that's where what ends? That's like the least you should do as a decent, reasonable human being. And, you know, just be better to people. That's all I really want. Well said. Just, just be just be kind. Like, that doesn't cost anything. And, no. and, and that whole... Yeah, I'm totally with you. That, that whole thing just blows my mind because it's like people get all, like head up about what's in someone's pants like what but but what if what if they've got a penis it's like who gives a shit they don't want to show it to you anyway like they've got no interest in you fuck off yeah. i yeah the, 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 it, it, the bottom line is i don't understand why you'd get upset at a company trying to be more reasonable to more people it makes right. no difference to your life whatsoever it doesn't make because they're being more reasonable to them doesn't mean they're going to be worse to you and just because there are other problems in the world doesn't make that problem any less of a problem so don't belittle it just support it and let it go sometimes people don't know what they're trying to mock or they're trying to belittle something and almost like it's the wrong wrong message that, that anyway like the yeah this seeing seeing bad in something that's trying to be good for no reason yeah, it's and this country, the, the world would be <laughs> genuinely the world would be a significantly improved place if Twitter just fucked off forever. <laughs> it would be so much better. Yeah, we might know a little less, so what? But just the the sheer level of hate that comes out of people, and I don't, I, I don't necessarily even think that sometimes it's people even think what they're saying is right. They're just saying it to get a reaction but people on twitter are fucking assholes like did you did you guys see that um sainsbury's have launched their christmas advert and yes. it's one of the adverts yeah. was featuring a it, it's also it's like pre-recorded camcorder stuff and it's a conversation and one of them featured a black family talking british accents not that it matters but a british black family and the comments that they got on twitter from people to a level where some of them are saying i'm dreaming of a white christmas I know. Um, where's the british family in this i'm so disgusted i'm never shopping in sainsbury's again just fuck off there are people people say this stuff on social media that would never in a million years say it to somebody in person or yeah. probably even uh, just Twitter is a somehow okay. It's not cesspit of shit, and it should be fucking got rid of. 
I agree with you on about 99% of that. But the one good thing that came out of that was on Twitter where someone pointed out that Aldi have an advert that is basically a family of carrots and no one's yeah. up in arms about that not representing the British people. Exactly. <laughs> and I did, I did like um, some of the replies from British, from, from, from some British black people that were saying, right, well, brilliant. I'm, this is me going to Sainsbury's now. Now all the racists are off shopping somewhere else. <laughs> nice. Do you, the, it reminds me of you know, some, sometimes it's almost worth having a hundred morons on Twitter for someone setting them straight for the good that that can do. Um, when um, the Premier League restarted and the Black Lives Matter kneeling protests, so the first, well, the first we'd seen of that, and um, there was it was West Brom. Um, posted a tweet I'm guessing about I can't remember their first tweet but basically they had a reply about BLM someone replies oh well you can stick your season ticket well I'm not I'm not turning up anymore if this is what you're going to do and West Brom just sort of replied to the tweet and said yeah you won't be missed yeah and this, this gives <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Brilliant. So all the all the knobs that come back for that sort of reply it's almost almost worth it um, yeah. You could even argue that it is, and just to put people in their place. Um, before before I go to you, Mark, I'm going to give you some. This wasn't what I was planning to talk about at all, but I'm going to give you some light relief from from Twitter. Um, it's a, an account I've found recently, um, and I can't stop looking at it because it it's ridiculous but just amusing. Um, at Fesshole, and the premise is that you anonymously submit an online form and make a confession and they moderate them and then publish them anonymously from this Twitter account. And there's, you know, a dozen of these a day. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read a few out at random from today. <laughs> I'm, I'm a happily married straight man. I've just discovered a work colleague has a massive penis it was an office rumour, but he got it out at lunch recently. It's <laughs> magnificent, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> um, I always let my cat lick the earwax I pick out of my ears off my fingers as a treat. She seems to love it and gets physically excited whenever I itch my ears. Um, a part-time job I had at uni paid me an additional £5 a month in expenses for food slash coffee. Ten years later, I still receive £5 a month in my bank account from said job. That's £600 so far. It's gone on too long now for me to tell them. <laughs> Marianne, it was me who shat in your guitar on the school trip to Snowdonia. We had a theory that the strings would slice it up on the way through. Problem is, you can't slice diarrhoea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's just like, obviously, some people are just making stuff up some people probably are putting real stuff through that it's just a glorious variety of harmless nonsense for the most part it's been brilliant uh, follow yeah follow fesshole on twitter if you want to I, up. i've already got it up it's brilliant thank you adam for that one <laughs> um mark any other business um so football's weird now obviously and oh you're watching again then no um and football, <laughs> football's weird i don't watch it anymore because you know VAR and, and stuff. But just when he didn't think it could get any weirder, Deadpool has bought Wrexham Football Club. Oh, yeah. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat, I'm, Pat, I'm looking for you. 
Yeah, Pat, I'm looking to you as someone who, who, follow, who follows the, the lower leagues more than more than me. But why the fuck is, is Ryan Reynolds buying Wrexham? <laughs> I, I heard them on the radio talking about it this morning and they were like, oh, you know, the, 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 oh, the town... media junkets as well. <laughs> yeah, the town has, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to Pittsburgh in a lot of ways. I was like, well, Pittsburgh must be more of a shithole than I'd realise then because Wrexham's a dump. No, Pittsburgh is a shithole. What's Sorry saying? to all our Pitts- Steelers listeners. Our <laughs> massive Pittsburgh following. But we're not going to acknowledge that Wrexham might be. <laughs> Rexburg, def- Rex- Rexburg, yeah, Rexburg definitely is. Rexburg. <laughs> but what, has, has there been any indication as to why they have any interest in Wrexham? Why, why have they bought a football club that... Just, just, just why? Why is one of the most well-known Hollywood actors on the planet... Buying Wrexham Football Club. What? Why? I don't understand. Why not? It's old, <laughs> historic. It's getting into sports. It's getting into sports a damn sight cheaper than trying to get into uh, NFL would be. So uh... I get that, but Wrexham. Like, I, surely, like, go and buy Bristol City if you want to stick like loads of money somewhere. Do that. But don't... Yeah. What, what I'd like to know is how they found out what a Wrexham was. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't heard them pronounce it, and I need to go and find some of those videos. Oh, God, we're lucky it wasn't Love Pro Dynamo, isn't we? <laughs> I, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think we've got answers for you, Mark, on that, unfortunately. If, you're, if, if, you, were, if you were a Wrexham fan, would you be in favour of this? Well, it was a fan-owned team until they voted to it was, accept yeah, they, the takeover, exactly, so yeah. enough of them were. It, it does seem like, compared to some of the takeovers, it seems fairly benign. They're coming in with friendly intent. Um, Football at that level could probably do with more money. So, it's it, thinking as an investment. Like they're one of the most well-supported non-league teams, and they're more well-supported than a lot of League Two teams and a few of the League One teams. So, like on average attendance, they'd be like mid-table League One. So, there's places you can go with it. They've already got a very nice stadium. So, you know, putting a decent wage budget, get a squad together, and they can do what Fleetwood and teams have done, I guess. Bournemouth. I really hope they become like the anti-Salford though, because as much as I like, for obvious reasons, the that class of '92 and for what they did for Man United, Salford for some reason just seems like a really soulful, hateful, hateful club. Yeah, I have that same sense. Um, they've got a better base to build from because they got a fan base like four times that of Salford's on an average. So, yeah, it's it's so less what, than to do, I think. To be what fair, we're saying they, were here in, is... they were in League One in 2004. 0405 season so it's not like they've been out of the league and out of the middle of the league for that long so do you think ryan reynolds was like he, he was following wrexham up until 0405 and then I think he thought, so. right now's the time to get them back to the big time yeah he was playing chat manager 97 and it was his first club and that's why that's why i'm gonna buy brighton if i win the league win the, um Would, are you just secretly hoping that the cast of the west wing by stevenage um I think I think I'd quite like to see that. I think we all would. I, I want to see more like massive Hollywood names buying like Blythe Spartans and um, chip, chipping them down. Why not? Just the possibility <laughs> that they'll be standing out on the terraces on any given Sunday. Yeah, you never know. In my head now, this is stemming from <laughs> a game of Championship Manager that they that one of them's played. Okay, let's gonna let's pick someone down the leagues and bring them up. Oh no, why don't we do it in real life? Yeah, you've got the money. Lots of rocks by Rexham. Amazing. All right, should we should we get out of here? Is that enough podcast for one week? I think so. It's been nice, chaps. I've really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be back next week. Um, probably maybe all four of us, maybe not all four of us. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, in the meantime, enjoy week 11. Thanks for listening. Go well. Cheers. Bye-bye. Trouble, but um, no, he's been charged. Why didn't didn't we talk about? Yeah, apparently, I think it just came out on my feed. He's been charged, I think. Uh, I thought he'd, I thought they'd brushed over it with whatever housing association, not housing association, but you know what I mean, like the management business for for the the flats. I love the quote from uh, the the Buccaneers when Antonio joined us, we were clear about what we expected of him and required of him. Well, that's worked really well in his career so far, so I can see why you'd have thought that would work. Yeah, he's the, all about the, the Vegas authority. Raiders were unclear. The Steelers mm. were unclear. The Patriots, I'm assuming the Patriots were fairly clear with him. Well, they, you know, they, they, they have a history with rules that uh, they can't challenge that sort of thing.